The views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect that of I Am Belitcast. Enjoy the show! Well, hello there. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Welcome back to another episode of Reading with R. Today we will be reviewing, drumroll please, The Vanishing Half by Brit Bennett. That's the book that won the poll last time. Oh my god, such a coincidence. I'm just realizing that just like last time, this is a book about twins as well. But um, this one is set in America. The novel is about two black American twins and their mother. They are called Desiree Vignas and Stella Vignas. The very interesting thing about this book is that um, it has colorism and um, blackness, domestic violence as its main themes. So... Um, it's not a story that hasn't been told before, but uh, what I would say is that it is a story that was told very beautifully in this particular instance. So um, the book opens up by telling us about the town that they live in, a town that was created by an ex-slave who was a mulatto. You know, his father was the owner of the plantation. After he died, he inherited the town. And, you know, mulattoes have a history of not being accepted by black people and also not being accepted by white people. So they find themselves in this divide that they had no hand in creating. So he created a town where only light-colored people lived in, only biracial people. The lighter, the better. He found a woman that was much lighter than him and married her and the dream and idea was that each generation was to marry someone lighter than them so that they could keep perfecting and uh, creating lighter colored people so you know that's why i said colorism is the main theme there so our main characters stella and desiree they were twins as i said um the book opened up when they left their town they left their town and they went to new orleans and then the book shows us how one of the twins came back with a very 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 black daughter so and even in the synopsis you know we're told that the twins they left home and one of them desiree that is she married the blackest man she could find and the other stella decided to pass as white so um the most in one of the most interesting things about this book for me is how you know they have wavy hair they have very light skin they have hazel eyes but somehow there is that thing in them the fact that they know that they are not completely white there's something that still keeps them subservient you know with this servile attitude that when they're around white people they can't help it but they, they they show that they are black people because um mind you this book is set in the i think 1970s yeah it started around the 1940s 1970s and yeah it has 1990s as usual with the, a lot of the books that i like it is not a linear narrative it is told in bits and parts from the past to the present past to the present so yeah, I think they, they were born in the 1940s. The twins were born in the 1940s. 
and then um, they continued their parts from the 1990s where the parts from the 1990s were parts about Desiree's daughter the black daughter that she has so uh, let me back up a little um what i'll be sharing here isn't really much of a spoiler because as i said the story is a story that has been written before it's just the way that it was written that is different and makes it beautiful because um it's colorism it's racism it's domestic violence it has all been told before so there aren't really any major spoilers in the book since from the synopsis we are told that one twin um, married the darkest man she could find and the other twin passes herself as white so no surprises so i can go ahead and talk about anything i want i like the freedom that this book gives me so um after desiree left and she married that black man unfortunately he started abusing her and the scenes are written with such vividness that you could almost see it all the complexities of abuse of how the the victims find it hard to leave how you can love someone and still hurt them and how it was very very hard for her to find the strength to leave and um when she went back home to a town that was obsessed with being light she went back with her very dark daughter who suffered all sorts of taunts and you know in the daughter's point of view we see the conflict she experiences you know she misses her father but she knows that her father hurts her mother so she keeps asking her dad her mom when when are they going back home why did they leave their dad and the mom is like we'll go back soon enough we'll go back soon enough but of course that is not true and you know everybody in town keeps thinking that she'll eventually get tired and leave because how can she keep pushing this very black child in their face when everybody knows that their ideal is lightness as light as light can go so um desiree has an affair with a man called early he was actually a boy she knew when she was a child i think their relationship was one of my favorite thing about the books oh i said books sorry book one of my favorite thing about the book so early is a bounty hunter he was actually hired to find desiree by desiree's husband but uh, because of their you know shared history they started a relationship and he told desiree that her husband was looking for her and he just said he never found her and they started this on and off relationship so you know desiree is a person that fears love because of the tough love that she has gone through in the hands of at the hands of her husband so the fact that early is not a staying man he is the type that leaves before you can even feel trapped so you know some parts of the books where where we're in early's mind we get his pov you know we see we learn about him and my god the writing is just beautiful um as usual towards the end i will read some quotes uh that's i think that's like my favorite part of all my episodes reading the quotes so yes early just absolutely adores desiree and he cannot believe that he he is given the opportunity to love and behold her beauty so he goes on his bounty hunting jobs and you know eventually comes back to her goes on another job and it comes back to her it's quite beautiful so um back to jude desiree's daughter 
so of course she's black in this town that is full of people obsessed with whiteness so she can't wait to leave she absolutely cannot wait to leave she gets a scholarship and she leaves town she moves to la she gets a boyfriend uh, a boyfriend who has his own struggles so oh yeah i forgot is his trans so he has his struggles with being a trans man so her boyfriend is a person that is hard to love and you know her mom is worried about her so that she wouldn't forget the tough education in love got from her dad oh, oh, oh wait i just remember that i didn't finish a thought that i had started earlier on about how jude separates her dad and her mom in her head so in her head she can't reconcile the same dad that sits down and reads comic books with her and has an amazing time with her with the same person beating her mother up dragging her by her hair so you know in her head she tells herself that it was a separate person it was two different people that one is a different bad man that comes and does that to her mom and then her sweet loving father comes back home it's a it's a hard couple of emotions that jude has to process that's it yes it's a hard couple of emotions that she has to process and grow up with so you know from the beginning stella is quite a big mystery how did she pass that's what they call her becoming white in the book passing over kind of sounds a little bit morbid like you know how in ghost stories they talk about people passing over to the other realm you know the dead her but anyway you know that's what they call her turning white passed over you know i'll leave all those juicy details for you guys to go and read and find out and we read the struggle in her mind how she cannot truly be herself she married a white man she has this daughter that has blonde hair blue eyes she has absolute their daughter and her husband they have absolutely no idea that she's black or that she has like any colored blood in her so um jude who is away at university she sees stella at a party that she's catering at she was working a second job to help raise money and she is shocked so shocked that she drops a bottle of red wine on the client's expensive carpet and all of that's so a lot of drama and hula boo she's convinced that she has seen a ghost but of course she knows that her mother has a twin sister so she becomes haunted by this knowledge she keeps trying to find her everywhere she goes and then she goes to a drama performance she sees a girl blonde hair blue eyes on stage who she remembers to have seen with the woman that looked like her mother but was not her mother because oh sorry i don't know oh god i don't even know how i forgot to mention it but desiree and stella were identical you guys probably picked up on that from the way i've been saying it but yeah they were identical twins she keeps following this girl trying to know her cousin but she doesn't even tell her that they're cousins for a very long time and then you know the book goes through kennedy's journey kennedy that is um, stella's daughter kennedy's journey she's an actress or rather she wants to be an actress how she becomes an actress how she struggles with her identity when jude finally tells her who she is and about her mom 
you know she confronts her mom of course Stella denies it but you know at a point she comes and accepts it so the book goes through these struggles of theirs individually you know it goes through Desiree's mind we go through Early's mind we go through Stella's mind we go through Kennedy's mind it's uh it, she did a very thorough job the author did a very thorough job so um yeah i think reading the quotes will give you guys an impression of um what i'm saying about the quality of the writing about what it was that makes the book that beautiful so here here's um a short one you're talking about early here they said he wasn't a settling man he was only good at getting lost he'd mastered that particular skill as a boy rooted nowhere the key to staying lost was to never love anything. A long memory could drive a man crazy. Let's see. Yes, here is something about how the townspeople uh, looked at Desiree and her daughter Jude. Once you mixed with common blood, you were common forever. You know, it, it was. Um, here they are talking about how they thought Desiree was flaunting and shoving Jude's blackness in their face. What they said was, um, if nothing could be done about ugliness, you ought to at least look like you were trying to hide it. Like, just, just let that sink in. Let me read it again. If nothing could be done about ugliness, you ought to at least look like you were trying to hide it. Okay, here's a little bit about um, early and Desiree's relationship. You know, I said that was like my favorite part about the book this is from jude's point of view she was observing her mom and early she didn't know who she wanted to be in that moment early or her mother beautiful or beholding and she'd felt so sick with longing that she turned away and this is from early after all those years he still felt delighted by that laugh stunned to be caught in its blast you can imagine you know i'm a sucker for romance i am a sucker for romance mm. after all those years he still felt delighted by that laugh stunned to be caught in its blast and um something else i want to add is how much stella even though she passed over because she felt that was the best decision for her that was how that's the only way that she would get the life she wanted for herself by passing over she was plagued by all these identity issues throughout the rest of her life so here's a little bit about what she was saying she created a new life with a man who could never know her but how could she walk away from it now it was the only life she had left because she had left when they when they ran away when the twins ran away to new orleans when they were kids Stella just disappeared one day and Desiree never could find her. So it shows in little, little, little sentences that she is still, after so many years of hiding, she is still hiding and she could never really reveal herself. So here in Stella's mind, she's thinking about her daughter. She's having a conversation with her daughter and her daughter smiled. So she was like, she always showed all of her teeth when she smiled, which unnerved Stella imagine revealing so much of yourself and here's another one also again about her not being able to fathom 
not hiding, not being able to fathom how people could just show themselves. Here she's saying she could think of nothing more horrifying than not being able to hide what she wanted. So here's another one about Kennedy talking about her mom. Her mother had always hated taking pictures. She hated being nailed down in place. So Stella has this running and hiding streak in her that her daughter unfortunately inherited because her daughter keeps going through all these identity crises and she never really finds herself and in her relationships as well. She keeps leaving and leaving and here's a part um, from when she was about to leave her boyfriend she said leaving was simple staying was the part she'd never quite mastered i'm just going to leave this quote out there ambiguous make of it what you will because i'd really love for you guys to read the book so you know when you read it you can place the context but what was different exactly a sister easier to shed than a daughter a mother than a husband what made her so easy to give away? But she didn't ask this, of course. So, I'm done. Uh, I have read my quotes and we have talked about the book. I think the reason why I'm being this sober about this review is because it's a very serious and touching book. It's quite sad and just heartrending. It's not, it's not a very humorous book, but it was beautiful, really. It was a very beautiful book. But um, uh, I reviewed it as um, a 4.5 stars, I think. Yeah, I would say a 4.5 stars because, as I said, it's a story that has been written before. It explores themes that have been talked about before. But um, the storyline doesn't have anything of a bang or, you know, something to hold you. It's just the writing that grips you and keeps you there. Not really, oh yeah, because I don't know what's going to happen or whatever. Yeah, there is a little bit of suspense and the mystery, but it's very minimal really. But um, I guess that's why it gets a 4.5 stars, not a full 5 stars. That brings us to the end of this episode. Our picks for this month are Ghana Moscow by Taye Selassie, Beautiful World Where Are You by Sally Rooney, Take Me Apart by Sarah Slager. I will repeat them again. Ghana Moscow by Taye Selassie, Beautiful World Where Are You by Sally Rooney, and last but not the least, Take Me Apart by Sarah Slager. And that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I hope you have a wonderful month, day, week, everything. Bye. I also want to mention that, guys, you can now listen to our podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Purchaser, and all those other amazing platforms where you can listen to podcasts on. You can just listen on any of those platforms and have a lovely day. See you next time, inshallah. Bye.